Welcome to Venturi's Voice. I'm Andy Davis. Venturi's Voice brings together thought leaders from a variety of industries who are taking the most innovative approaches to leadership and staffing. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors sharing their secrets on leadership, recruiting, onboarding, engagement and motivating, as well as stories on life lessons they've learned along the way. And it's free. If you're the head of a major corporation leading a team of hundreds or about to take on your first leadership role, this podcast is for you. This show is about you and we're here to help you become the best leader you can be. Stay up to date with the latest shows by subscribing on iTunes and SoundCloud as well as signing up to the newsletter at venturi-group.com where you can find the latest IT jobs, talent and blogs on all things leadership, staffing and development. I'd love to hear from you so drop me a line anytime via email at andy.davis at venturi-group.com. Any feedback or requests are always welcome. Enjoy the show. Today's guest is Deepak Ragayan, Senior Project Manager of Transformations at Canoni Group. I'd like to kind of start off by, you know, kind of hearing some of your thoughts on uh, and your experiences as a as a project manager, and if you can remember, you know, the time where you did start, um, you know, becoming a manager and, and how that kind of transition was for you. Sure. Uh, so uh, a little bit about my background. Uh, I've been in um, in the analytics and information management space for um, uh, quite a very long time now. Um, and uh, uh, a large part uh, of my uh, of my involvement in in the space uh, has been in in uh, management and uh, management roles. And so management is is not really uh, you know, it, it's not, uh, in my opinion, uh, it's not constrained to just uh, just a project management and um, and management of people and coordinating people. But for me, uh, management is to understand what uh, a business uh, requires and how uh, the business outcomes can be achieved uh, for uh, for a particular project. Uh, for a large program or or even for for an individual task so so uh, for me it it, uh, it it's always about uh, the business outcomes and and how we we can uh, you know we we can uh, work together as an organization as 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 part of a, as part of a separate project team uh, or as individuals to achieve those goals is there a particular kind of uh, methodology, if you like, that you kind of go through, um, you know, when it's uh, maybe a, a new set of people or a, or a new employer, employee um, or something like that, that you kind of go through to, to ensure that you kind of, um, you know, you know, manage them in the most effective way. Uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, I mean one, one of the things that I, I learned very early on uh, in my career, there's, uh, there, was a, there was a training that uh, I needed to go through. Um, and uh, in that training, we, uh, we were taught about reading what kind of uh, people you're, you're working with. Are, are you working with uh, highly analytical users? And what kind of traits do you expect if you are working with uh, analytical users and how you should approach them? Uh, similarly, you know, if they are amicable people or um, uh, very dynamic and energetic uh, individuals who, uh, and each of these um, characteristics, that, so they, they're divided 
this into four different uh, groups of individual of characterizations of of, uh, of personalities and uh, and uh, the the training that was provided to us was to to see how uh, these uh, uh, when you are working with uh, individuals what kind of um, matrix do they fall into, and and how you should uh, tailor the way tailor your um, your approach to to their kind of personality. For instance, if you are if you're working with um, uh, a highly uh, energetic uh, or, or a dynamic individual, uh, uh, they they are probably not interested in uh, long-winded answers and uh, you know uh, uh, one-hour-long um, uh, meetings. They they probably uh, they probably become impatient and, and irritable with you if if you put them in such a situation. So they will probably expect you to uh, work with them in bullet points, um, short 15-minute meetings. Uh, in and out. Whereas if you if you work with amicable people, they they uh, in turn you know they for them if you if you go in this approach where you you, you talk to them in bullet points, uh, they would probably uh, feel offended. You know they would probably enjoy a long-winded one-hour meeting where you deliberate on on decisions uh, for longer and and then you know you're, you you. You come with uh, with a bipartisan view of you know how how we can um, how, how we can uh, take the decisions forward. So so this is uh, again you know I, I use that quite often in um, in my meetings and in, in in the work that I do, and uh, it, it works for me. Fantastic, yeah. And, and I think that um, as much as anything, it's it is quite a, f- a fulfilling role, isn't it, when you do see people um, you know really take um, and excel at what they do. Um, I, I think it's kind of one of those things that, you know, I, and I can speak personally that, you know, when you do see people kind of enjoying what they're doing and doing a good job at it, um, I, I didn't realize how fulfilling that would actually be. I think you underestimate, I, I, I actually underestimated that. Um, and it, it, it's, it's, um, it, it really is fulfilling, isn't it, when you get it right? Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely, and um, you know, it, uh, a, a large part of uh, of of, uh, of employees are are genuinely motivated to do better and uh, to 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 do more than the role that they are um, uh, that they have been, that's been carved out for them. Uh, and uh, uh, I think productive uh, teams and productive um, uh, organizations are are the ones that recognizes these potentials and uh, gives their their team members and employees a little extra and a little bit uh, more for them to do so that they they improve and, and the team also uh, improves as uh, as a result of this you know productive productivity of the team um, and uh, um, uh, you know and, and the throughput also increases as a result I hear a little bit about some of the projects that that you kind of typically typically work on and um, you know and, and as much as anything now you know the the infusion of, of technology now into the into the workplace and you know how that's impacting um, people and the way that they think about this, the skill set that's necessary now um, as a leader. It's quite difficult to kind of look ahead and think, okay, this is what we need to kind of be looking into because it's not quite as simple as, okay, this is the proven latest and greatest thing that we need to consider. There's so much option out there from a technology standpoint now. It's actually like quite difficult to, to uh, kind of think ahead um, assume a technology and and have people skill up on it. So, 
Um, you know, I wonder whether you've had kind of an experience of that or at least kind of seen that coming into fruition a little bit more now. Sure. Um, so I, a uh, large part of what I do uh, and uh, is is in uh, is in transforming businesses and and uh, uh, and I deliver technology led uh, business transformation. So what I mean by that is, you know, you use uh, you use technology to automate some level of your processes, but also uh, uh, I I help encourage and educate uh, organization leaders to uh, to think about the way their organization is structured around technology. Uh, and uh, uh, and help get maximum productivity. So, technology in itself is is in my view is, is not not the answer to solution. You know, you, you, by by getting the latest gadgets or the latest tools, and uh, you, you just don't uh, overnight become a, a productive uh, organization. Um, I have a, a, a I can share one one example. Uh, many years ago, uh, this was uh, I think uh, 2010 or 2011. Uh, I was asked to. Uh, I was working for this uh, company as uh, as a management consultant, and uh, I was I was asked to go to uh, one of their clients uh, and um, help them uh, improve their processes. Uh, the company sold uh, ERP solutions, and as part of the implementation, uh, I, I was helping that uh, the, the client also improve the processes and and embed uh, technology into their company. And this company. Uh, um, was a was a shipping uh, organization uh, based out of uh, south of France, and they uh, they had a, a, a quite uh, uh, they, they had a setup which uh, which kind of resembled uh, the Mad Men uh, TV series uh, that you see. It was quite in the 70s. Uh, the set of uh, um, secretaries who would take diction from from the managers. They would type their emails and they'll send it across. And any emails that came came back, they would they would help uh, the managers uh, get their approval and you know so on and so forth. Uh, it looked like you know the the company had replaced uh, uh, the typewriters with. Uh, with uh, with computers, but um, a large part of what they did uh, from the process standpoint around it uh, was was still very similar to uh, similar to 70s or 80s. And uh, the, so so uh, what, what what I'm trying to get to uh, with this example is you know you can you can replace uh, technology uh, and you can get by the newest gadgets. But uh, you also need to think about the processes that that go along with it to um, uh, you know to uh, to get the most uh, productive and most efficient working organization. Today I'm working uh, for for a travel industry and I'm working in in transforming uh, analytical uh, capabilities in the organization. And uh, fast forward to to today as well. You know you look at. Uh, uh, you look at organizations, uh, uh, and um, you know they they have uh, BI and reporting functions, and it is is very similar uh, to to that example I, I I spoke to you about about this French company. You know you you, get, you might think you know this French company is archaic, uh, but at the same time you know when you look at these new companies, uh, you know, supposedly we are we are in the travel uh, industry and. Um, and we need to be uh, modern in, in in the solutions that we use. But uh, you look at BI, if you look at the BI and, and reporting functions, uh, they are still using uh, a centralized reporting team. 
um, any requirements that uh, that the business and the managers uh, of the different functions need. Uh, it then sits in a backlog with the BI team, uh, and we only have a finite number of um, of report developers or uh, people who work on uh, work on these requirements. And so that, that backlog is probably not looked at for two weeks, three weeks, uh, or a month, um, you know, before it's, it's, uh, it's returned back to the managers for addition. Uh, and that, um, uh, in my opinion, is not acceptable as, as a solution. You know, you can, you can change the reporting tool that you use you know, from, from a, from a tool that was either from Excel to, uh, you, you buy the, the latest, uh, uh, you know, buy the latest uh, analytical product that's available in the market. There are about 200 products uh, today uh, in, in the market, and, you know, you can choose any one of those. But if you don't change the process in which you, you work with uh, with these tools, uh, you, you, you're not going to get the return on investment that, that you're looking for. I tend to think that it's kind of the most overlooked really aspect of growth is how um, you know, the, the team dynamics work, um, um, internal dynamics, those processes, those kind of people orientated methodologies, um, you know, correct, because that's essentially what's going to drive it. No kind of investment in a technology is, uh, is going to just cover everything. It's, it's very much, um, you know, the people who are still pushing it, regardless of, you know, how advanced our techno- technology is. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, I'm, I'm right now. I'm working on uh, on analytic transformation, and uh, and what we are trying to do is make an organization uh, more data driven uh, as as, a, as an organization. And and this is something that is that's not that's not new to the organization. Uh, you know, new to, to 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 the market. You know, there are many organizations in the world that's that's gone into this. Um, uh, that, that's that's jumped into this bandwagon uh, kind of stuff. So it is. Uh, there's uh, everyone's building their big data data lakes, and you know uh, they're going cloud and and all these um, kind of uh, you know new technological solutions. Uh, but um, uh, to 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 go with that, uh, you you cannot expect to to have the same kind of people or uh, or functions and roles. Uh, to support uh, support these technological advancements, yes, it's it's, it's important to to have these uh, these new solutions to be competitive in the market. You know, there's, there's the opportunity cost is just too high uh, to ignore that fact and say, you know, I'm happy with, with the solutions we got, but uh, but uh, it's that's that's not uh, enough. You know, that, that's not enough for you uh, for an organization to to improve it. So it has to completely transform its people and processes as well. It uh, for instance, uh, from from the role uh, from the roles that we we had, you know, the traditional roles that that goes around a new uh, technological tools, we we just can't have those. We we can't have. Uh, uh, it's not enough to have, you know, just an architect, the same architect, a BA, a uh, few developers, and then uh, the BA translates into uh, tra- translates a requirement from the business into 10 to 15 page documents, and then he sends it across to the developers. Developers build something for them uh, they come back and then uh, the BA then gives it to uh, the business um, uh, the product owner or, or a functional um, uh, 
counterpart and he rejects it and then it goes back. So we, we, that, that whole process, which was working uh, very well for, let's say, uh, the software development in, uh, in, in even five years ago, uh, today this, this process doesn't work. So we, we need people who, uh, we need architects who, who put on uh, hats of product owners uh, who, who actually think about the function, the functional requirements. We need uh, engineers who, uh, or uh, software engineers who, who actually think like architects. Uh, we need, um, you know, uh, uh, we need data uh, or uh, business analysts uh, who um, who are actually working as data scientists. You know, so they they need to. Um, this I, I went to a conference uh, um, um, and um, the, one of the role types that was being talked about was um, was a citizen data scientist. Um, and uh, what they really meant was, you know, um, uh, any person who had knowledge of SQL uh, and they, they understood the business, uh, they should be encouraged to to learn the, uh, new tools, new technologies, and and support the business like uh, with the same capacity uh, as, um, as as probably a data scientist create new products for the for the business. So why do you need someone from a software engineering background? To uh, to create these products, you can have someone from a, from a business background, but with analytical skills, and then they can create the background. They can create the products for you. So um, you know, so the, the the traditional roles are, are changing today, uh, in my opinion, um, and uh, we need to create new roles as well for for the users, re, retrain them uh, into uh, working with um, uh, with new technologies and uh, um, change the way they are thinking about uh, about the roles, uh, about their own roles, uh, and uh, see how it fits. Uh, the organization's requirement as a whole. Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. It, it's almost like a, the evolution uh, of technical people has uh, it, it's it's changing quite a lot, isn't it? And what's expected of them um, it now is is much more so than it was ten years ago. Even from you know conceptual to uh, a business you know understanding of things, it's uh, th- th- there is a lot more that's kind of expected of them. I, do you think that's probably the right way to put it? It's unexpected. Uh, I I wouldn't say expected, but I think you know, uh, as managers, we need to think about uh, whether a traditional role uh, fits into the new requirements of of the business, and whether uh, these tra- these roles that that are uh, kind of etched in in stone, you know, uh, as part of the software delivery lifecycle, are these the, the roles that that uh, are um, are needed when when you are working with newer technologies. Uh, there are a lot of um, uh, you know the, the, some of these tools that uh, the, the modern tools that are that are coming out in the market. They are so intuitive uh, that uh, you know you, you you don't probably, for example, you know you don't need um, uh, a, a proper requirement definition cycle uh, uh, life cycle like like you have in in a traditional uh, you know uh, SDLC uh, kind of a project framework. Um, uh, with with these new solutions, uh, what what one of my teams does is you know the the uh, the analysts they work with uh, the business function they sit together for a meeting they put together a prototype uh, in that meeting 
and they sign off on that prototype. And then the analyst goes away. Uh, he puts in finishing touches, adding, adds any more data or anything that's required to a prototype, brings it back uh, within uh, a week and it's signed off and released to the business and, and the business starts consuming it. Uh, the same piece of work uh, about two years ago, this, this used to take three months. Now this is done, you know, in less than a week. So, uh, you use the same people. Uh, you're not, uh, you're not hiring new, uh, new individuals to, to work this way. Just the way, uh, the processes are oriented around, uh, the individuals and how the, uh, how the, the boundaries of the role are, are broken, you know, broken down the same way, you know, even from, from the other side, from a functional side, the, the job of the functional, um, uh, the functional resource who, who interacted with, uh, with software teams was to, to give a high level requirement and to, to test once the requirements is delivered. Now, uh, the functional roles, uh, we expect much more from them. Uh, we expect them to even develop their own solutions and develop their own products. And we have started working in, uh, in my organization to, to bring in the functional role with, uh, or choose people who have these additional skills in, let's say, SQL, uh, uh, SQL server skills or uh, any uh, SQL skills, basic SQL skills, uh, who, who can uh, come in and work with, uh, uh, work and develop their own products uh, and uh, support their business user, uh, business uh, teams. So, uh, so that reduces the, the pressure on on the on the development team itself um, in, in a way you know so some of the minor requirements are are self served uh, and uh, the development teams can work on on larger projects and and deliver to some of the uh, better return on investment projects right instead of uh, instead of working on BAU so so these are these are kind of um, you know, um, I think the, I think the the industry itself is progressing in that in that uh, in, in that direction. I will not be surprised, you know, in let's say five years from now, uh, they will be hiring a CEO. I think one of the prerequisites of the skill of CEO skill set might be uh, to to have SQL uh, skills, you know, so that he can self serve his own reporting uh, needs. <laughs> so, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if the C class will ever let that happen, but, um, but you might you might have a point. Um, no, I, that was a joke, but uh, you know, but but there are there are there there are uh, actual pro there are products uh, today in the market that uh, you don't need to learn uh, SQL skills, but there are products that that help you self serve your own reporting needs. So you don't need to uh, you don't need to go uh, to uh, your analyst and ask them to put something together, uh, which takes about two to three weeks to make addition. Uh, I I know uh, in my organization itself, you know, there are uh, C-level uh, individuals who are uh, who are self-serving their their reporting needs today, uh, and um, you know they they are they do not hesitate to uh, to work on it and and build their own uh, requirement uh, reporting requirement and and build their own uh, actual uh, solutions. Um, um, so it, it's uh, I, I won't be surprised when uh, you know it, it might become just like how I, I was uh, talking about you know the, the um, I was giving you an example of this uh, the shipping company uh, which was um, you know uh, you would you'd look at that shipping company and say oh, surely 
you should be able to uh, write your own emails and you know you should be able to use word and and uh, powerpoint so that that's it's kind of taken as granted today uh, that uh, an an individual whether c level or not uh, is able to create their own presentations and write their own emails and in the same way uh, i think uh, we we should expect um the c level uh, individuals or or any level of management to to create their own uh, uh reporting needs and uh, you know create their own products which which uh, which serves their uh which serves the needs you know obviously um you know i think that you're a pretty motivated uh, individual uh, regardless but you know does the project um uh, and the outcome and what you're kind of working towards or the transformation is is the actual outcome that you know the the physical outcome of what you're trying to work on is that what you look for when you're trying to take on a project uh, at first or, or is it the actual like kind of the challenge on the technical side uh, what is it that you know really drives you um i, I think th- this is a good question right so um i think um with with most projects whether you you are you're working on on a on delivering a new website interface or or you're you're trying to put together a, a new reporting interface i think um the uh, you know and especially today's times when uh when uh, you know everyone is uh, is is trying to go to big data and trying to do all these automated things and all the cool stuff that uh, you know the likes of uh, amazon and netflix and and all these internet companies are delivering so you, everyone wants to do that and they want to show off um the the uh, the benefits or they show off that they are they're, they they got this technological advancement in their organization but uh, i think uh, one of the key things that we need to look at um uh, as as a business uh, is is what, what is the business outcome and and whether the it satisfies the business case or satisfy the the um the benefit realization of of the organization uh, obviously you know when you uh, i i i build business cases for uh, uh as, as part of my career and a part of my role uh and you can always build a business case for any uh, any uh, tool and technology that that you want to implement in your organization and you can try to justify that business case um uh, to your stakeholders but uh i think uh, it's it's very important that intrinsically that you know, one one needs to look at uh the actual realization for the business you just can't think about um uh, think about it on a, on a peripheral uh way that you one needs to uh, actually see you know, whether this is is this is this new technology going to work with the existing uh infrastructure are the teams um uh teams prepared to to accept it are they uh, are they skilled enough to accept it is there is there enough um uh is is there enough acceptance in in the uh with the management level uh in the organization so so one needs to look at from all perspective before uh before a project is uh, is picked up and for me that that is that that's really what excites uh, me about uh, picking up a new project uh it's um it's to look at uh, an organization as a whole 
uh, and and how uh, a particular project can uh, can have an impact positively or negatively uh, on an organization and and it also in my opinion it also um, uh, it it um, it, it pro probably impacts the, the failure or the success of a, of a project as well. Um, you know, if these are if this is not uh, seen uh, or uh, is thought about in a in a very um, uh, in a in a complete manner, uh, then uh, and, you know you can you can implement a new technology. But if the technology doesn't talk to your existing stack, or if they, if uh, if the interfaces are too difficult or too expensive to implement you you have failed uh, as as a project you know you might have succeeded in, in the implementation of, of that new technology but if it doesn't uh, if it doesn't interact and if it doesn't add the value benefit it, it you have failed so for me uh, to to look at uh, to look at this holistically um, i i work with uh, understanding new technologies i understand how they work how they uh, how they behave how they interact i understand what i try to understand what the what are the management will uh, how what is the strategy what's the vision of the organization um, uh, and budget of course you know is, is a consideration you don't want to be delivering something which uh, which is millions and millions of pounds in uh, in cost but uh, probably doesn't deliver the value so you got to you got to marry all these things and and uh, present a balanced view um that uh, that can be achieved and you know, of course deliver that um in in piecemeal do a proof of concept and then deliver so this whole thing uh, life cycle of project is is so so fascinating and so interesting and um, uh, that's uh, that's what um, you know really uh, uh you know motivates me in in, in what i do well, Deepak, it's really been a pleasure, mate. Thank you so much. Um, I, I've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed um, the conversation. So thank you so much for taking the time and, and sharing with us. Appreciate that. Thanks for listening to Venturi's Voice. Please make sure you subscribe at iTunes or SoundCloud or check out the website, venturi-group.com and keep up to date with the latest IT jobs, talent, news and podcasts. Or... Drop me a line. It's andy.davis at venturi-group.com. Any feedback, topics, or guest suggestions are always welcome. And thanks again for listening to the show. See you next time.